0: Hi and welcome to the fourth episode of Black and Yellow, a Ting Podcast. Seems like we're going pretty strong. The first three episodes, we spoke with the founding partners of Ting and understood their philosophy of growth, creative, hustle, and of course, most importantly, Ting. In this episode, we will talk about further expansion of the business, especially from a paid media standpoint. And to talk about this, we have invited Rajiv Sathe who is solely responsible for setting up the entire paid media department at Ting and eventually driving it. Today in conversation with Rajiv, we will talk to him about his journey, the challenges of setting up a media division for an independent agency, pushing numbers, media plans and strategies, and of course, client expectations in terms of ROI. Black and Yellow at Ting Podcast is hosted by me, Nadir Kanthawala. I lead the growth division at Ting. And now here is my chat with Rajiv Sathe. Hi, Rajiv. Welcome to Black and Yellow Ting Podcast. have heard so much about you already from the other partners that I was, I was speaking to, Adil, Mana and Shruti. They all spoke about you. So it kind of made sense to, you know, get you for the fourth episode. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Nadir. Glad to be here uh and also excited at the same time also i think it's the first podcast i am i'm giving out there uh so yeah i mean it's a good experience for me (laughs) i hope uh, i hope i start liking it so i can actually do more of these yeah well i think i think that's pressure on both of
0: us then rajiv before you you came to ting um you've you've clearly worked with a lot of brands uh and mentioned earlier also that you were there times group there was dhl a pretty big stationary brand and, and then, you know, this whole agency life sort of uh, came along for you, right? I mean, taking your friendship into consideration uh, with, with the partners and you, you you suddenly decided that, okay, you know what, maybe I should do something with paid media. Uh, why don't you tell us how that that entire journey sort of happened? Uh,
1: let me backtrack a bit, right? And then let me come to the point about me thinking that I'm going to do something with Ting. Uh first of all i i I was a science nerd right i always wanted to do something in the science field um i'm actually i've done my bachelor's in botany i want to do genetic engineering um and you know how the saying goes right you make plans and then god laughs at them so uh, that's typically what happened and for whichever reasons i couldn't do it and then plan b was mom telling me why don't you do your mba right i mean i had no idea what i was going to do and then one thing just led to another and uh as I started working in, I'd worked at some other places like Orion and Zodiac. I I started liking digital marketing, right? And then I got into times um, where I was actually in times of money. Uh, and that was chaotic because it was in the, in the Forex space and, and digital marketing and Forex where well, everything is changing every morning. It was just chaos. But I learned a lot, uh, jumped to DHL. Uh, I was a product manager there. Uh, for about four or five different products, and a big aspect of it was, was digital marketing. Uh, when I was uh with Staples, uh, I think at that point in time, now this is the part, right? I never thought that I was, I was, I was happy there. Um, Adil, uh, we used to catch up for coffee all the time. Actually, Adil and I have been friends since we were sixteen. He ended up uh calling me one day to Starbucks, and he was like, Hey, you know what? Um, at Ting we're uh, primarily a creative agency and uh, we're seeing a lot of this digital thing coming up where people are advertising digitally and and we don't have the expertise we don't even know if we want to go in that direction but can you just come over to office and and give a one-hour lecture on it I don't know at that moment when we were at Starbucks I don't know where it came from Uh, when I when I think about it till today I have no idea why I said that I was like hey why don't I join Ting and start up the digital piece there Right, Adil didn't think either. He's like, "Yes, let's do it." And I'm like, "Okay." I, I like none of us. Has an, none of us had an idea about how to start up uh, a piece, which was, I mean, it was. It was. It's. It's a bit more different from other aspects, right? From the creative space and everything. Uh, Adil spoke to Manan the next day, and by the third day, there were emails exchanged, and it was done. And about a month later, after serving notice at the previous company, I was. Acting and of course nothing to do. For the first three days, I was I was helping them set up the new office. Uh, And Adil came to me and he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, we're a relatively smaller agency, so you have to help around with other things also." And uh, then he gave me a broom in my hand and uh, and actually took a picture of it. So yeah, I mean that's how the journey started. Uh, Yeah, it's been about almost eight years and it's been amazing. Well, clearly, Adil set you to 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 make some
0: very sweeping changes uh, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting how how it started off because you know you were sort of getting into um, a relatively new field, um, and in the whole advertising parlance, you know, you you come from the client side, right? Now you know, you're kind of moving back to the agency side, and you're you're, you're setting up something. Uh, new. was there a plan in mind was there something that okay this is what we do in the first three months we will do this in the
1: six months then one year did you have that kind of plan or you know it's just absolutely not so it actually happened that they had a requirement that one of their clients and I think Adil spoke about it smash uh, they had a requirement for someone managing their digital piece right uh, that was the plan that hey we have a client they want digital let's start a digital vertical so I think that was the plan that I sort of came into and fit into uh, and of course, that also didn't start for a couple of months. So for the first two months, it was just me being at Ting and understanding about how how we're going to take this forward, right? Yes, I know digital marketing, but I had no knowledge about setting it up from scratch. And you're right, on the brand side, we had, we had agencies working for the brand, right? And I was interacting with them and the internal digital team. Uh, but coming here, setting it up from scratch, uh, and every aspect of it, right? Uh, I remember in the first couple of months there was only one person in the team along with me and as the requirements grew I was writing copy and uh, I was meeting the clients we were discussing proposals we were it was just honestly I think when Adil said that you have to do a lot more than just digital and uh, and sweeping uh, I think there were a lot of other things that we had to actually set up in those first initial months um, until we started getting about two or three clients and then I think things became better we got an understanding of how to sort of build this um we need to expand teams we need to expand our services we need to get get the experience as well and and luckily for us working with brands like smash and and there were uh, uh quite a few amazing people over there uh that also showed us our mistakes right not in a bad way right it just helped us learn and grow in terms of how we keep improving And i think that happens on a day-on-day basis even till today and i don't think it's going to stop how did
0: you s- start off because clearly there was there was no um there's no plan right um and yeah. a client came along and adil came along and said listen i have this client let's let's do something but yeah what did you start off with because back then also again digital was sort of sort of on the rise it wasn't what it is today um obviously you had your your facebook just sort of coming in you had google which was sort of getting established uh, and i guess i guess more or less that, that was that was about an annual individual websites whatever that you could kind of get your hands on to so what was what, what were the challenges okay let's start with that if there were challenges what were those initial challenges and i'm assuming there were a lot of mistakes that were made and then you sort of came out of it and said ah okay now
1: i know what to do yeah i mean if you're asking that question i don't think we have time for a three-hour podcast right so challenges i mean they're there till today and i could write at least three books on it but at that point in time obviously it was it was just being new right it was being inexperienced uh we didn't even know what we had to charge the 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 customer right we didn't know uh how to break it down in terms of okay this is our cost so this is how we should we we didn't know anything uh we i guess we just played it by ear, right um uh, we sort of stayed true to the fact that there was a client that needed help, right? And I think Ting went um, above and beyond in trying to actually start up. And I'm not saying that that's the reason they started up, but at that point in time, there was that one client that had that requirement. Um, and like you said, yes, it was it has evolved a lot. But at that point in time, they still had search ads and display ads and uh, Facebook a bit, SEO. So those were the three or four things that we ended up starting with. And between me and one person who had, we had got on board, we were taking care of all of it, right? So whether it was content or website content or ad copies or uh, your ad text, it was just, in fact, I was writing it. Um, and, and, and that's how we were running the ads. And we ended up getting some good results. Uh, and that's, I think, how it grew. And then one client led to another and one reference led to another. And, you know, here we are. So when 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 the whole media piece started growing and, and today I think for
0: any agency that is that is more or less the, the backbone, right whether you call yourself a creative agency or a tech first agency or a digital first agency, ultimately what you create needs to sort of go out from a media standpoint um, as well right you can't you can just create something and just leave it right In television, you won't make a 30 second ad and just say, ha okay now you know what'll I'll go play it in in malls or something right but the yeah. way things are today and the way the platforms also changing it's very difficult to reach a certain set of audiences organically like
1: the whole viral thing like this has to go viral yeah. right does it exist anymore i mean if if i could have a buck for every time a client has asked this that listen this has to go viral right and you know sometimes we end up thinking that where where is this switch or this magic wand that agencies have that when a client says, let's make it viral and then that's it, we have to make it viral. No, I think, um, you know, how it changes and I'm seeing this trend today also that if there were certain things which were done three years ago as a trend and it was viral and now when people see it, you can actually go through the comments and say, this is so cringy, right? So it keeps changing. Your understanding of virality about what content is getting absorbed also right now is very different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think in terms of the ask that, clients have they they range from um, you know a lot of spaces there and i think most of them are reasonable but yes you have these one-offs which which it's difficult to contend with but i think when there is understanding and expectation setting that's done uh, we we i think that's one of the main things right because i think when you asked for challenges one challenge that we face is that the ask for digital marketing is done without understanding digital marketing right um uh, the understanding today for digital marketing or paid performance marketing is that this has a guarantee of getting me results at a particular in rec, rec, return on investment, right? Which is, which is not the case. And I think that is the biggest challenge, right? Um, if I can take maybe a minute or two just to tell you, uh, in my understanding, what is digital marketing, right? It's just that a platform has changed. A platform has evolved and it's been evolving for thousands of years, right? I mean, if you go back, the first advertising space was in, in in ancient Egypt, right? 3000 BC, where they used to do it on papyrus, right? And they used to write down what they wanted to advertise on, on that. Then it was on copper plates and then it was the Gazette in the 16th century. It's just evolved, right? And then in the 60s, late 60s, 60, 69, there was ARPANET where the internet was created and that's where the boom happened, right? the difference being that with this platform because your entire life is recorded by social media platforms you can just target them better but there's no guarantee for one thing and that's user behavior right that is that's why it's different and you, there's a lot of transparency and you can track a lot of metrics uh definitely a step up and i'm, I'm sure it's never going to stop evolving right uh but that it, it's it's just a platform evolution, but the challenge still is at this point of time is is you know how much am I going to get right that 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 tricky answer uh, and after so many years of experience I still don't know how to answer that properly, but um, yeah I, I I would say that that that's definitely one of the challenges that we deal with day in day out, and I think what's also happening. Um... You know, we've we've been on
0: so many calls together, and I think in in our collective experience, you're, you're absolutely right that the ultimate end goal is, boss, right? Exactly. If I'm putting in X amount, what do I get in return? Exactly. Have you seen in in the past couple of sorry, not couple of, but maybe a decade or so, ever since you know you you properly got yourself into the whole digital marketing uh, operations of it. Uh, various platforms that 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 we've been working with and now we've been seen introduced around us do you see that the patience is kind of waning right we we tell people that okay it'll take a couple of months we will have to first see learn and then kind of optimize today it's more like okay i'm gonna put this much money by tomorrow how much will i get right you know it's it's all it's it's like spray and pray kind of an approach which which doesn't really necessarily work right so How do you kind of convince clients that, okay, just give us a couple of months. Let's settle down, see what we can do. And then from there on, we can sort of optimize.
1: So a couple of things to answer your right? So as digital kept evolving, I think when COVID hit, right, uh, there was just this chaos, right? Uh, Businesses were shutting down, but online businesses started to thrive, right? Um, What happened there is I remember I got a call from someone who sells saris in Dadar right in one of those shops and he told me that hey listen I have this small shop and I've been happy with it all my life but now they've shut down the shutters I have to make a living website uh, and I want to do sales and then when I think it, we told him a bit of like okay this is how it happened and this is how much you're to spend I, I don't think he ever got back that's a different story what I'm trying to say is that there were so many people that got onto digital platforms right that created an immense amount of uh, competition right we're, we're still facing that today um to put it simply if there were brands that we were doing a five or six or a ten ROAS, you know they've they've come down quite a bit because the the platforms that are giving like for example search uh brand names which are costing or, or or terms which are costing about three or four rupees they went up to about 50 rupees or 60 rupees for top bids um and that obviously affects ROAS because your 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 price point for your product hasn't, hasn't changed much or hasn't changed at all so that was one in terms of the challenge, right? Uh, it has evolved post COVID as well, where the expectation in terms of the metrics also uh, it's not lowered, but we know it's it's a bit more uh, trickier to get where we want to be, right? Um, I think that's definitely one. And to answer the other question in terms of how do we handle this handle this entire thing about explaining to the client that you know this is how we need to go there or this is how we're going to get there. I think at this point of time, again, like I'm saying, that expectation setting, that conversation with them to show them that, okay, um, if if you are telling us to get here in five days, why is it not going to happen, right? Or if you need to get us to a particular point in one month, why it's not going to happen? There is a sequence of things that we need to follow. And here is what we've done with previous brands and how we started with them a year ago or two years ago or three years ago and see where they are right now, right? But it's a journey. Right? And every brand needs to go through that journey. Yes, sure, there are one-hit wonders which come on day one and they just sort of sell themselves. Um, but it doesn't happen for everyone, right? It's, it's uh, one in a thousand or one in 10,000. So uh, I think once we explain that to them, right, uh, they they get an understanding about how it works and why does it take so much time right uh, the, the, there is learning there is there is optimization um, there are things that we need to take into account how do we keep continuously improving their ads their website uh, we, we need to keep an eye on the competition so all of that keeps happening and it cannot be done in a short span of time but but there are times where we get clients who you know are still impatient about it which is fine I mean it', it you don't it's not it's not going to be the same everywhere. Uh, I think there was this one client that started ads and I think on the sixth day said that, hey, what's happening? Why am I not getting five <laughs> ROI or whatever the number was at that point? I'm just giving numbers number right now. And on the seventh day, uh, they were gone, right? Um, and then we have clients that have been with us for, you know, six years, uh, six and a half years. So I think there should be some amount of patience, especially when you're coming in um, and getting in the digital space, Yeah. Yeah,
0: I since you spoke about online, I definitely want to pick your brains on the whole D2C aspect as well. But before that, I think you've raised uh in, in your conversation, uh, you did raise a very important point that people jump straight to, you know, the ROAS uh, you know, or the business side of things, right? But here here is a critical part. If you're a new entity, an unknown entity in the market, and if you're first um job as as a client is to great, get business straight up right um, it's not going to happen right because there's something called awareness there's something called brand understanding because it's a new brand um, that becomes extremely critical why don't you why don't you help
1: us uh, you know just walk us through the whole awareness aspect of things yeah so okay look at it this way right look at the legacy brands that we have in our lives right uh coke right or or microsoft and now apple um coke still advertises till today right in terms of awareness i mean i don't think i've met anyone who doesn't know what coke is right but these were the brands that have built awareness over a period of time they've never stopped right um and awareness plays a huge role in sales right not the immediate sales that you're spending money on to get conversions but if there is so much awareness where you're always on top of a possible consumer's mind that sale is going to come right because if if they're thirsty or if they want an if they want a soft drink coke is always there right and and um i think that's what we try and explain to customers that there is a funnel right there's a funnel of awareness which moves into consideration post engagement and then that goes into conversion and then post sales increasing the ltv that funnel needs to be followed because let's say that you have a great product you come in the market you go for sales it'll last for some time because you're going to be talking to a limited amount of people um your it, it's it's not going to satisfy the overall objective of your business it might satisfy the objective of the couple of months that you need to maybe show it to your investor that oh you know i've got some sales let, let's move ahead but keeping in mind that you have to actually keep you want to start a business that thrives right um, and I think even Adil has, was mentioning this, that 90% of businesses, new businesses fail within the first year, right? And it's not only this aspect, right? To get that one sale, your entire cycle has to be perfect, right? right whether it's the the user experience of finding you on google or on, on a, or another platform coming to your website having no user experience issues going through your payment cycles um actually getting the sale getting communication of the product that you bought getting the product in time um having your sale your customer support staff uh, around if they have any queries this entire cycle right and there are 10000 things in between all these steps that you need to get right to get that perfect journey right so that that person who's actually bought your product will go and tell ten more people, right? That oh, you know, I had a great experience, a good product. So to sort of get that from at least the digital aspect, there's also a funnel that people need to be aware of. That this yes, I need to do awareness. I need to create that that brand recall in people's mind, and and conversion is something that keeps happening, right? And uh, and I like I said, this at least that's what we learn from the legacy brands that have been around for ages, and we all know them. And the legacy brands, I'm assuming, would also have um,
0: the SEO support, right? Because there's so much content that they would have generated, uh, and they would also like to grow organically, because after a point, unless and until you don't release a new product in the market from that legacy brand, you have to keep sustaining it, right? So the power of SEO also, I think people need to understand, and SEO is something that cannot be possibly happen overnight you've got to give it at least four to five months get the content in place your keywords or whatever it is uh what what do you what is your
1: understanding of the power of seo so i think you know when you mentioned something about a video earlier right that i made a 30 minute video or a 30 second video now what do i do with it right that's the exact same thing with a website you made a website now what do you do with it how do you get people onto your website? So, of course, you have your paid strategy, right? Which is immediate in terms of returns. Whether, I'm not talking about in terms of sales or, or the objective, but you run an ad, um, there's a chance that there are going to be people coming onto your website, right? SEO is ensuring that your website is, is search engine friendly, right? It doesn't only have to be Google. It can be the various search engines that you have out there, whether it's Bing or DuckDuckGo, etc. Uh, but... Uh, being there is extremely powerful and and i think ting itself is a great example right i think now that we were just discussing this uh the other day where there are quite a few leads um that have come in where how we are carrying out seo for the ting website itself right and that sustains for a longer period right and you are organically showing up on google you're not paying google for ads um you're also uh, with 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 seo carried out in a proper way also understanding your entire website you're performing uh cro as well which goes hand in hand with seo which is conversion rate optimization on your website understanding how you can make your website better from a ui ux perspective as well uh, but i think it is I, I i don't think there is a question whether you should do it right I, I think it's a mandate it's like it's like having a website and not having content on it or it's a website and ha- not having a single creative on it right so why should you have a website with not having SEO being done on it. It is, it is a mandate, right? And um, and I think a lot of people, the, the difficulty though with with, with SEO is that um, it takes time, right? It's not something that anyone has an answer for that, hey, when will Google show my search result on my website for a particular keyword? There are multiple factors, there's competition, there's a number of searches for a word. Uh, it's how well your website is doing. And of course, Google loves throwing updates, which just kind of shakes up everything all the time. Um, so it, it, I think that's the difficult part because there's no fixed amount of time in terms of when your results are going to show up on a, SERP, a search engine results page and how many people you're going to end up getting. Yes, you can estimate again, you can guesstimate it again um, through either historical data or understanding from the competition of how much time it's going to take. But it's not as easy as the paid part in terms of estimation.
0: I think there's always, uh, since we were talking about, you know, website and having your own content, there's the other side as well that a campaign is as good as its content and its creative, right? Uh, Because I've heard this so many times where, um, and in multiple places that I've been, that the media team will say, creative was bad the creative guys will say are media blend take neta, right so there has to be some some form of synergy some form of symbiosis that sort of comes through what's your take on that
1: so i think uh you know we work with uh with a whole bunch of clients and i i agree with you at times when we are the digital agency and we have a client that has another creative agency um that friction can take place right uh which is why at least you know, from a thing's perspective, that's one uh, of the benefits that we offer services all throughout, right? Whether it's creative or it's uh, studio, branding, I mean, you name it, right? Um, digital, which is a good thing, right? I think that's one of the main reasons that a lot of clients do go with us also because we have pretty much all services, um, you know, in-house. But when we're working on the other side, I think that initial meeting between the three entities to understand, see, because the digital space is is all about data so your opinion doesn't matter neither does mine or to a certain extent i say this neither does it of the client in terms of how good a creative is you could love the creative okay i could hate the creative it could be amazing it could be crap but it's what uh what data that you get once you put that out on a platform is what matters right so let's say i'm just for sake of argument something known as a click through rate that means out of 100 people how many people are going to click on your creative let's say for example 5% is a good number right and you know that either through benchmark uh, industry benchmarks or, or through through data that you've got before in terms of back calculating in terms of what you want to get as roas well and if you're not hitting that right then the creative is not working right of course you can also look at maybe the audience you've targeted uh, but if you're relatively sure about who you're targeting right and one one creative is doing really well and the other isn't uh, it's the numbers that speak so then it doesn't matter whether another agency has made the creative or we've made the creative the client has made it it's it's just a matter of that we all liked it we went ahead with it but the general public at large or our audience is not accepting it so i think that's a good thing about uh, digital it's completely transparent There is no subjectivity, right? It's completely objective and and the numbers basically speak. This was an argument. Uh, I remember this used to happen a lot
0: when it comes to television and when it comes to digital. right? Because television is sample size. You have something called People Meter um, which is there only in now maybe about a lakh, lakh and a half, max two lakh households all over India. And then you take that sample size and then you sort of extrapolate it for the entire country and break it down into various markets but in digital it's absolute right because when you watch yeah. Hotstar, it shows over there that you're you know one crore people are watching along with you and i i think that's that's the kind of beauty of of digital and when d2c guys came in right when the marketplaces suddenly started coming everything just sort of changed right because now it's it's straight business right so even even if I understand there's a funnel over there as well, you know, there's awareness and then, uh, you know, whether you show up on search on, on the marketplace search or not, and how below the fold are you there and so on and so forth, and various other things. Um, but that changed the game because now a client can come to you and say, boss, I'm on marketplace, I want
1: business. So <laughs> how do you kind of tackle that? So again I'll come to this whole d2c bit in a piece but you're absolutely right about the numbers right it's it's not an average that okay so many people might be watching your it. ad it's down to that single number right 16 million or two hundred thousand and one or how many people have seen your ad right um, and that goes both ways it's not only in terms of the result but it's also in terms of the targeting right because when we were doing TV or you were doing a newspaper you're doing a hoarding you couldn't target someone on their, iPhone device when they turn eighteen years old, and they have a friend's birthday that's coming up, and they've just recently flown into another country, right? But you can do that now because you're being followed, and also let me add the interests and behavior, and uh, you know you can narrow it down to someone who has the most affinity to to like or buy or uh, you know sort of uh, relate with your products. Um, so that goes both ways, and I think that obviously gave power to the fact of reaching out to people directly to their homes right so you have all these marketplaces now of course um, uh, Amazon being obviously the biggest giant um, and of course websites kind of have the same formula where you create uh, where you buy their products on their website and it's straight to their homes right you don't have a middleman you don't have anything of course Amazon uh, is the middleman here but I think the game is ever-changing right now with an Instamart coming in right I mean how much more convenient can it sort of get with that, right? Whatever you want to order, uh, it, it's done at the drop of a hat. The challenge that comes over here is the multiple number of channel, uh, channels that you have, right? So when you have someone who's who's who comes in, um, they are selling on Amazon, they are selling on their website, and they are selling on Instamart, right? And each of them has a different uh, USP, right? So Instamart comes within 20 minutes. Amazon may give you the best deal, right? And website is that maybe you you would have something in terms of a deal which you cannot give on Amazon, right? Uh, Or you might even get that personal service from a customer representative. Um, And I think that itself is a challenge when they say that, oh, you know, I want sales on all three. But sometimes it might be that one platform is actually cannibalizing the other because of price. Uh, That's the challenge I think we end up dealing with, but it's something that we have to live uh, with so, we basically end up treating it as e commerce as a space where you have platforms like Amazon and Flipkart, um, and the others, obviously, your your social platforms and your Google platforms, sort of trying to get sales via website. Um, and I, I think we it's it's like juggling, but yeah, I mean, it's it's something that that I think everyone has accepted it, right? And even the clients themselves they they know it, so it's. Uh, I mean, it's a, it is a challenge, but it's something that where everyone's happy with it, they're, they're living with it, so it's it's not that big a deal
0: Actually, the marketplace was, uh, or rather is is
1: something which was
0: sort of new in the whole uh, you know, digital platform game, but now so many other things are um, opening up, right? Like the, the future I, I, I can't, even if I wanted to predict I don't know how to predict because you have web 3.0 coming in you've got metaverse you've got nfts and you've got cryptos and blockchain and so many things that are that are constantly happening so rajiv how how do you sort of keep track of these things and ensure that you have the right partnerships with the people to be able to then cater to to the clients that we sort of you know get on board What, what do you see you know the future of digital marketing
1: so i think one it's a completely dynamic space like i mentioned uh, but to be in the space as an agency i think you know you have to be malleable you have to be adaptable uh, and like you said right i mean we were doing facebook and meta and instagram and, and google first right and it's not like we were doing amazon ads at that time or e-commerce ads at that time but when it came out a couple of years later uh, it is something that we had to learn we had to pick up and of course you have the right people that you get in who may have expertise with it or also learn and, and get to a point where they're, they're experts uh, on the subject. Um, and, and it is going to keep evolving, right? So today, when let's say that that dream comes true where, where meta is a place where you put on your VR glasses and you're in this virtual world where um, you can actually buy products and you can see them uh, in, in virtual reality, right, or in AR. Um, again, the platform is just changing, right? The basic principles stay the same, right? Uh, it's about us adapting and learning in in terms of how to use that platform and how to leverage it to get the same result that companies have always wanted for years, right? And, of course, there might be a lot of things that may concern us. They may not concern us. We don't know. It is something that we have to constantly keep an eye out for, right? So, so for example, Google Analytics is now changing to G4. Not now. It's been for a while, but it, it's changing. There's a whole – the entire system of analytics is different, but we have to adapt. We have to learn, Right? Um, the same way, it, uh, and now um, I think Facebook, um, the person that we're in touch with from Facebook is is telling us how AR ads are the new thing. I mean, till now, I haven't seen any AR ads from any brands, uh, but she's saying that it, very soon it's going to be, it's going to be the main thing that everyone's going to be doing. Sorry. So we're, we're, we're trying to like sort of, uh, you know, get a, a foray into that space as well. Uh, and as things keep sort of coming up, uh, I think it's 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 good for us to be not only well informed but also adapt to sort of um, get that into our culture, get that into our space, get that into some of the services that we want to give out. Right? Um, I mean, I don't know from a cryptocurrency NFT. I think that's a whole different conversation. Um, but at least this is my thought that yes, it's going to keep changing, right? Um, and 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 things can can just like for example, what happened with TikTok. Right. We were doing TikTok ads. And um, I mean, for a, a very far away reason, we can't do TikTok ads for a client anymore. You know, so we don't know what kind of ripple effects are there. We just have to sort of keep building ourselves and learning.
0: Hopefully, the future is bright for digital marketing because there's so many things happening, as you said. <laughs> there's no way to yeah, yeah. predict this. I'm pretty sure we'll be having another conversation, hopefully, in a couple of months to kind of really drive the point that, okay, you know what, the whole AR thing from Meta is here or, or you know, somebody's opened up a whole new Metaverse and, okay,
1: let's dive in and see what we can do. So, but Rajiv, thank you. We can also have that conversation about uh, the challenges, right? The, the one which is a much longer one, the three-hour yeah. podcast. <laughs> Yes, I think that's a great you know hint hint. <laughs> we can definitely
0: have a much longer conversation on that as well. but for for the time being, Rajiv, thank you so much. Uh, this was very, very insightful for um, a lot of people you know budding professionals or uh, peers or other agencies clients also um, and and hopefully we can we can help them. Uh, with the kind of services that that thing has to offer, both from a creative and from a paid media standpoint, and with somebody like you and your experience, I'm I'm sure uh, thing will go far way. So thank you so much for your time and great conversation. Thank you so
1: much, Nader. Nice speaking with you.
0: Well, that was Rajiv Sate, and like any other conversations on paid media, there will always be challenges, but that's the best point, right? Because there is so much more to look forward to in terms of new technology, new platform features. Well, and Web 3.0 itself, it's just the beginning. Thank you for tuning in to Black and Yellow, a Ting podcast. If you have any business inquiries, you can reach out to me directly. Or you can just log in on www.ting.in and you can just fill up a form and we will reach out to you immediately. Well, until then, thank you so much and we look forward to host you again in the fifth episode.